Welcome to Godcast, where we talk all things Bible, Jesus, and God. I'm Josh, this is James, Boy, and welcome to Godcast. On the uh, last episode of the podcast, I gave a, a message over the book of Exodus, so go check that out uh, right after you listen to this episode, if you haven't already. Um, continue to just uh, support the podcast by uh, sharing it with your friends, family, and loved ones. Just, just uh, help us grow so we can uh, so we can reach more people. Um, and uh, yeah, we have the Godcast community page. If you guys want to post in there, you guys can. I mean, we love interaction, um, especially with the community. Uh, you know, the community for the podcast, interacting with each other, talking about the episode, what they got from it, what they, what they took from it themselves, and posting stuff to start up Christian conversation, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful platform for that, so, uh, hey, without further ado, James, do you want to praise them? <clears throat> yeah. Heavenly Father, I want to ask that your Holy Spirit be with us throughout this episode of the podcast, that, that all the words that we say will be led and guided through through your Spirit, Lord. We ask that you be with every single episode of the podcast. We ask that you be with us, that your Spirit could teach us something maybe in the middle of this podcast, and that you be with the people that listen to it, Lord, that you open up their hearts and their minds to an understanding of what we're talking about in us, too, Lord. Lord, we love you. We thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> if you're wondering why we might sound tired, now, I'm very, very much under the weather today, uh, not feeling the greatest, but if you're wondering why we sound tired, it's because uh, we, we got up a, a little bit early. Um, I mean, I'm used to getting up this early, but I mean, I still need to wake up because I just woke up. But yeah, we're doing this very early in the morning. But you know, hey, good thing we got up. <laughs> um, but without further ado, let's just get into the. Let's just let's just go right into this episode topic. And the episode topic, you know, you hear a lot of. Christians say, or you, you hear a lot of people, not, I wouldn't say a lot of Christians, but you hear some Christians, because I've heard some Christians say this, but I hear a lot of lost people say this, and it says, how can a God who loves me allow me to experience pain and suffering? It just doesn't seem to add up. When bad things happen, we want answers. And I think that that last that last statement, when bad things happen, we want answers. I think I think we we want answers to everything, right? Instead of having the faith to just believe, we we want the answers right then and there. You know, we think that we have the authority to tell God to give us the answer. We we don't have the authority to command God to do anything. We don't. I'm sorry. We don't. But I think, I think that, what do you think is the core reason why people say this? You know, how can God who loves me allow me to experience pain and suffering? Well, I think for people who have a limited Bible knowledge, that question makes sense. Right. Right, because if you think about, when you, if you think about what you were told, what they hear and what they're told. Right. They hear that God has all the power 
He can control. He controls everything. Uh-huh. And they hear that God loves you more than anything else in the world. Right. But in people's own personal lives, they can experience things that are horrible. They see things that are horrible in other people's lives, you know. And so, for people that have limited Bible knowledge or a limited uh, relationship with Christ, you know that can that cannot add up in a lot of people's minds. You know, how does God, who loves me so much and has and is in control of everything? allow all of these horrible things to happen. Right. So, I think the question... I think the question, honestly, is a pretty normal question, I think, that a lot of people will probably eventually um, think about at some time in their lives, maybe ask every now and again. I just... I feel like that's a pretty... Um, again, for somebody who has limited Bible knowledge, that's a good question to ask. You yeah, know? yeah. But I think, I think it's like, sometimes whenever I see Christians, like actual Christians, that, that ask this question, it's like, and I see like Christians that have been Christians for years, and I'm like, you know, like, it's in the Bible, like everywhere, you know? It's it's in the Bible where where God allows suffering to happen. Even Jesus said this suffering would happen. You know, you think that you can get out of this world? We're the ones that put ourselves here. Like seriously, we're the, in, in the sense that in the sense that we're the ones that put us here because of our sin. You know, it's it's a punishment. Yeah, the real question isn't, or the real answer isn't just the fact that Jesus told us that suffering will happen. The real question is, why does it, it happen? Right. You know, it isn't the fact of, you know, yeah. um, it's caught us off guard. It's more the fact that it's just, why does it happen? And the fact is that, <clears throat> and the fact is that it's just based off of us. Right. And that God gave us free will, and in the freedom of free will, it allows for stupid decisions to be made, which causes bad things to happen, but then it also is that because of the stupid decision that we made, specifically the very first stupid decision made, which was the very first sin, then the rest of the world is polluted with sin, it is infected with sin, and so the world is just imperfect, so bad things happen, and we are imperfect, and a lot of the times make very poor decisions. And then I guess... Another, and then the real question, another real question is that even though all that is the case, God is still all-powerful. Right. So how does, even with all that, how does God still allow bad things to happen and he doesn't use, you know, his infinite power to stomp all that? Right. And I've said before, and you kind of, you said like one sentence that kind of went along with this at the, whenever you were starting, was that it builds faith in the fact of... How can you ever know? How can you ever know that you need to be saved? And you need you need how can you ever know that you need the salvation of Jesus Christ if nothing bad ever happens? Right. If God just never lets bad things happen to anyone and they never see the consequence of their sin in their life, then how would you know that you need the salvation of Jesus Christ? Right. It would you would feel you would feel already even if even if you're not 
necessarily, you know, spiritual. You're not necessarily religious. You would <coughs> already feel like God has has you. You know what I mean? Right. And and that's not the case if you haven't accepted the salvation of Jesus Christ. I have uh, I have commentary. And then sorry, but and then also with what you said that it also builds faith right. and that you know if if God if God does everything that you want then there's no reason for faith. Right. right. So I have a I have commentary through for this whole episode um, or at least hopefully for the whole episode um, and I don't exactly know who written it. Uh, if you look it up online you'll find it. Um, so yeah. So it says, answering the question, it says, the truth is, you can't know all the reasons why God lets bad things happen. We live in a world that is married by sin. So difficulties and disappointments are bound to cross our path. Nevertheless, if you ask God for discernment, you can begin to understand why he allowed something to occur. You can also discover how God can redeem the situation and bring benefits to your life as a result of suffering. Scripture teaches us that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. Romans 8, 28. Searching for God's answers and learning to view bad things as good things in disguise are disciplines that God wants his children to develop as they mature scripturally. See in Romans 8, 1 through 17. So it's like, it's like God, God wants you to, to look at him in all the situation, right? God, whenever, whenever you become a Christian, you know, you, sh- you should stop looking at the things as the world would. Why continue to look for the for worldly answers when you have God? When you have Christ? Why? <clears throat> there is no reason to. And it doesn't matter what happens to you. You know why it doesn't matter what happens to you? One, one I don't care who you are. We deserve suffering. This is our punishment. How I look, how I look at Earth and 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 sin and bad things that happen. This is the Christian's punishment. This is what we're gonna go through. You you really think that we're gonna go through this through this Christian walk skating by? You really think that we're gonna we're gonna go? Oh, this is a, this is an easy time. No, Paul died. Peter died. Simon, all 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 the twelve disciples, except for one. Right? John the Baptist died. James, he died. Well, he was what what was he wasn't he pushed off a, a temple and clubbed to death? Mm-hmm. And you and you think that you're just and you think that it's 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 fine to 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 get mad at God when bad things happen. It's never fine to get mad at God anyway. I think I think that we we think because we we are so coddled in America in a sense that it it's kind of it's it's like well you know the the worst the the worst things that happen in America are like like 
countries over in the Middle East wish that this, these, the, our problems were the, were their problems. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it's like, and, and I think, and I think that the, God wants you to, to look at the bad things in him in this situation. You, you know, if, if you, if you aren't looking for the good in the situation, then you're not looking for God. Right? Because God is the good in the situation. And it's like... And you're also going to miss out on whatever lesson that God has in it. Because right. whenever, you know, as the Bible says, whenever God allows bad things to happen, there's going to be some sort of lesson in it. And I think in every, um... I think in every trial, there's always going to be two lessons to it. In that every trial is going to work faith. Right. Faith and trust. Because you're supposed to put trust in Him at all times. And right. obviously, you can definitely develop your faith in God whenever you're going through hard times. Right. So I think in every trial, you develop faith. At exactly. least you should. And then you also always have a secondary lesson of whatever that specific thing is trying to teach you. You know, whether it's patience or whatever. But I think there's always basically two lessons in every bad thing that happens to you, which is faith and some other specific thing, you know? Right. And so, whenever you're, especially when you're there wallowing me, you know, or wallowing, you know, wallowing yourself, saying poor old me about how bad thing is, you know, a thing is, and wondering why God has done this, God is sitting there waiting for you to stop wallowing in your self-pity right. and go, this is why this is happening, how about you start learning your lesson, you know? Right. And so... <laughs> well, I... You know, I think I think the problem is we we in Second Corinthians verse five uh, or uh, chapter five verse seven it says, "For we walk by faith, not by sight." You know, whenever when I feel like whenever we get mad at God, it's because of what we're seeing, right? What we're seeing happening in our life, what we're seeing, the destruction of of nations, the anger between people. But we don't we don't walk by sight. We can look at we can look at the things in the world and have faith in God. And and if you don't if you if you don't have that, it's gonna especially as a Christian, if you just can't if you just if you just say you can't get that and you and you just don't care, then it's gonna be really hard for you to remain a Christian. Especially in a world that is lost and dying, and a world that is not for you because you were a Christian. Whenever, whenever it comes to to faith, right? You 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 have faith that God is going to get you out of a situation, but you have acceptance if He doesn't, and you still have faith in God. It is well with my soul, right? It, you you can't you can't just you can't expect God to do something without faith. <clears throat> look at Jesus and when he was when he was down here. I mean look, look the Bible. I mean look at the requirements that the Bible says for prayer. Right. You know, like the requirements for prayer is you pray for something and you have to believe right that it will happen right you know it's, it's um it's faith it's having faith in god 
whenever Jesus healed people, what did he say? He didn't say it. He said, he said, your, your faith has made you whole. Yeah. That's what he said. It's all about faith. And, um, I think that's the big, I think there's always the, there's always the, you know, I say there's two lessons and I think the second lesson is always for your sanctification, you know, something for your character. You know, as I said, you know, have better patience, have more courage, you know, uh, have more confidence in yourself, maybe, you know, your, I feel like the second lesson is always for your, your, like, sanctification process, but the first lesson in every trial is always faith. Right. And so... Right. And... I just... And then I, I see some people like, well, why would why would God allow bad people to to do, you know, bad things? And it's like it's like the Bible says none are good. None are good. Hitler is on the same level as me. Now, now you're going to be like, well, Hitler killed Jews. Hitler killed these people. Is he not a sinner? Just like me? He's he's still going to face the wrath of God. Right? Just like me if I don't accept Christ. We're still going to get the punishment. Right? And, and whenever, whenever I see... Now, now Hitler is a very extreme example. But... But whenever I see people that are like, well, why does, why does God allow bad people to do bad things? It's like, it's like, uh, what, what came to my mind last night whenever I was thinking about this topic, uh, was, and, and adding more, and adding more, more stuff to it, was what I thought was, was, so, you want to take away someone else's free will, but you still want yours. You're not concerned about yourself. You're concerned about somebody else. Right? I mean... And I just... Whenever, whenever somebody... Whenever somebody... Because people... People have asked me questions. You know, why does God allow bad things to happen? And whenever... Whenever I tell them the reasoning... It's... It's be... It's because... We have free will. It's because God gave us free will. And it's... It's because... You know... Sin... Sin is in the world and we're still gonna suffer. You know? We don't get out of punishment. But... You know... But God sent Jesus... And if you accept Him... When you leave out of here... You will live with Him eternally. Because Christ died for you. And they're like, well, that's not a good enough reason. And I think that's just plain ignorance. Because, because if you, you look at the reasoning behind it, you look at, you look at the reason why, the, the reasons that we know why God allows. God doesn't cause suffering, he allows it, right? Just like Job. But whenever you look at whenever you look at the reasoning and what it builds, right? What it what it builds your faith, your patience, your your strength, whatever God will have it. Is that a bad thing in the end? I don't think so. That's not a bad thing. 
He's just, he's just equipping you, equipping you for the for the next trial, for the next temptation. He's just making you better so you can deal with that. If you reject what God is giving you, when the next thing comes, you're gonna be deeper in the hole than you were. Instead of on the mountain, you're gonna be deep in the valley, and and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put your full trust in God, even if He's not showing Himself completely to you. He's always working. But it, it's it's faith. Again, it goes it goes all the way back to faith. You know, we walk by faith, not not by sight. You know, we can we can see things happening. You know, I can see us I can see us talking right now. I can see uh, the phone that's down there recording this conversation. I can I can see the the red carpet on the floor there, right? But I have and and I don't see God in here, but I have the faith that he is here, and that, and that he is giving us the words to, to speak, to, to, to talk about his word, to, to open the, our, our hearts and minds so we can receive this as well, and it's, it's a blessing, and if you, and if you, you can't see the blessing in the situation at all. I mean, imagine imagine how much harder life would be if you literally couldn't talk to God. Imagine if God imagine if we weren't ever given prayer. Yeah, if you still had to go to a priest. Yeah. Imagine how you would feel. You wouldn't you wouldn't be you wouldn't be able to pray to God in your car on the way to work or talk with him. You would have to go to a priest. And, and, you know, whenever it comes to hard times, even in bad situations, you know, whenever it comes to that, it's a blessing to be able to, to just talk with God. You know, know that He's listening. Know that He cares. Right? And another thing to, to think about is whenever we go through through trials and, and temptations and, and and persecution, it's it's not like we're gonna be on this earth for very long. Isn't the average life expect, expect expectancy like sixty to seventy years? Somewhere around that area. For men, it's 70, I think. Somewhere in the 70s. For women, it's in the 80s. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But, but, I think, whenever it comes to your life expectancy, and you see, you know, you're not promised tomorrow, you know, live like you're going to heaven today. If you live like Jesus is coming back today, there ain't, there ain't no trial there ain't no temptation that's gonna get me. If you if you just if you just live like that, if you just live by faith and not by sight, you know, it doesn't matter what's happening to you. Your car could be broke down on the side of the road. Well, praise God, because I'm still here. And I'm able to fix the car. I'm able to call somebody to, to help me. Praise God. We don't do that though. We, for some for some reason we don't do that and I just I just 
I, I don't understand why. You know, I don't. But, and I think it kind of goes back to our men's Bible study that we have. Um, whenever it's, you know, talking about, you know, whenever we kind of talked about not, not letting God in our hearts and minds all the time, or in our mind all the time, and sin, you know, just coming out, and, you know, thinking it's a free pass, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like that, that, that's not, that's not how that works, you know, but, for a Christian, we should be well-versed, or at least try to be, you know, to, to make that claim as a, I could see a young Christian making that claim, but to see a seasoned Christian being like, you know, why does God allow bad things to happen to me? I don't understand. For a seasoned Christian, you should know the Bible. And I'm not, and I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, but it's like, know the Bible. Know God's word. If you're, if you're going to be at a, in your Christian walk and not want the word of God in your life, how, I, I, I can't get that. I can't. Yeah, I think, um, and there's also a right way to question and a wrong way to question. Right. You know, like this, like what, right now we're talking about like a broad, you know, why does God, why does God allow bad things to happen in general? And then it's like, you're talking about in per- personal, like in personal lives, you know, like something bad can happen and somebody can act and somebody can be like, why did God allow this thing to happen to me? And you can ask it in two kind of ways. Uh, the way of why did God allow this thing to happen to me as in literally, why is literally, how did God allow this to happen to me, which is a, which is the wrong question, it's, because the Bible already tells us why, and gives us the reason why, or I think it, which is an okay way of questioning, which is, why did God allow this to happen to me, which is the actual question, why is this happening to me, you know, what is the lesson that I'm supposed to learn from this, you know, what, what is the reasoning behind it, you know, that, like, I think there is a right way to question this thing, I think with, I think with God, there is a right way to, I mean, because, because there have been times in the Bible where people have questioned God, and it's not been a sin, you know what I mean, like, it's, there, I think there, I think in all things, there's a right way to question and a wrong way to question, question, you know, and, I think it's the same with this topic in that you should already know why something is happening, why God has allowed something to happen, which is just that God doesn't stop everything from happening. He gives us free will, and the world itself is tainted with sin. So bad things are going to happen. But the good questioning of, of, you know, why... Because God, because, and I think this is another thing, this is something else that we need to think about, is that God does not allow all bad things to happen. Right. God does stop many things from happening, you know? And so, another good question to, um, another good question to the people, 
people whenever bad things happen is specifically why did God allow this bad thing to happen? You know, there is a very specific lesson to be learned from every single trial that we go through because God does stop bad things from happening. So why did God allow this to go to go? You know, and then, then maybe that's also another thing that you can bring up to people whenever they ask, you know, why does God allow so many bad things to happen? It's like, well, first of all, you don't know how many things, both in the aspect of looking at the world and both in your own personal life, you don't know how many things could have happened, how many bad things could have happened that God had had stopped. You know, and we think, you know, we hear from testimonies a lot in people in our church where they look back at their lives even before they were saved and they can see, you know, all of the bad things that could have happened that God, you know, diverged them from. But even then, you still don't see all of the bad things that could have happened that God has that got stopped and so I think it's also whenever you look at people that go oh my gosh why has God allowed this thing to happen to me I also think it's kind of a lack of perspective and a lack of gratitude of you're gonna start questioning God from this one thing you know you're gonna question God because he let this one thing happen and you're not gonna acknowledge the 252,000 things that he has stopped from happening to you Right, and then once once he finally let something happen to you, then you're gonna you're gonna question the faith. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. that's. I also think that this question is not just a question like, of like, well, why does God allow bad things to happen? And it's because of this and this. I think it's also personal in that that it's a lack of gratitude and a lack of understanding of what God has done for each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. And. You know, whenever, again, what you just said, it's a lack of gratitude. It's a lack of, it's like, it's like God has done so much, yet we don't, for some reason we don't understand. I think, and I think whenever it comes to trials and, and, and God allowing, allowing the bad thing to happen, you know, almost like, almost like what you said. It's, you should, you should look at the situation, see the bad, and whenever you're looking for God, you're looking for the answer. God is the answer. He's going to give you the answer to your problem, and he's going to, he's going to, you're going to know why the problem is happening. I wouldn't even say that. No? I won't even say you, you'll necessarily know why the problem is happening. I think you'll be able to learn a lesson, but no, I mean, you know, we, we use Job quite a lot. Yeah. Job didn't know why all those things right. happened to him. Right. Don't, Job didn't know, but right. he, he praised God and sinned not, nor, charge, nor, nor yeah. charged God foolishly. And I think you know? that's, that's a great example. You know, Job, being one of my favorite books in the Bible, passages, you know, Job, he... He lost. You think you're going through a bad time right now? Go read Job. Just Job, you, all you. Job didn't know. You know, Job didn't know that he was literally in the spectacle. You know, we're always in the spectacle. We always are in the eyes of God. But you know, figurative language. He didn't. Job didn't know that he was literally in the spectacle of both God and Satan, watching over, looking at him, and he was. Basically, he was put through a literal test by God and Satan to 
test his faith. And God's and God's Satan said he will fall. God said he will not. Right. And you know, how 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 do we know? You know, like like I it doesn't say in the Bible, but how do we know that when we go that when we when there are big trials in our life, how do we know that that's not a demon or Satan going I know that this child of God does not have the faith that, that they're supposed to, and they will fall. How do we know that we're not, not, you know, we're always a representative of Christ, but how do we know that there isn't a demon that is doing things, and God is going, go ahead, and we are, at that moment, the most literal ambassador for God that we will be in our entire life, you know? How do we know? How do we know that that's not the thing that, that's happening? That's good and then, right and then, And yeah. then we're going to be the ones that, again, after God has saved us from however many things. Right. Now God is saying, I put my faith. God is saying, I put my faith in you that you will not fall to these things. Mm-hmm. And then we go, oh, no. How could a God let this happen? Right. Well. My God, hast thou forsaken me? Yeah, yeah, no. He's putting up. Whatever God lets bad things happen, he's putting his trust in you that you won't fall from him because you have faith in him. It's this, it's this weird that even though it's master and servant, it's this, we both have trust in each other. Right, right. It's a working relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's exactly it. That's what God wanted. Right, right. You know? you and I think about that you know maybe maybe it'll be so much easier to deal with the bad things in life when we just you know maybe it isn't so maybe it is just another one of the whim things where life isn't perfect and so something bad happened but maybe if instead we look at all of our trials and go so a demon's attacking me and, and, and the demon is trying to make me lose my faith. But I will prove, I will prove to the forces of Satan that my God is greater. Yep. How much easier would, would, would we be able to go through trials if we looked at it like that? Right, right. You know? I, it wasn't, and, and I look at Job, it wasn't easy for Job. I think of the Jim McComas song, um, A Good God to Me. And in the, and oh, the chorus, yeah, he says, "He's I'm, good." When and he I'm says, happy. "In the in the chorus, he said, and so I declare to the forces of Satan that no matter what my circumstance may be, I'll say, I can't remember, say, say of my Savior, He's still been a good God to me." You know, what if we what if we start looking at that? Because we gotta understand that 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 you know, I don't, I'm not sure the Bible necessarily says that what happens to Job happens to all people. But what I'm saying, though, is that we know that this is spiritual warfare. Yeah. We know that this is spiritual warfare. Even if it's not even if it's not the same circumstances of, you know, Satan and demons going to God saying, we, 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 this person's going to fall and God's going, no, they're not. You know? It's, we still know that it's a spiritual warfare. We still know that, that Satan... And these demons attack us and tempt us yep. with things, yep. you know? So, why do we not look at it 
like that sometimes. You know, why do we look at it like, oh my gosh, it's just a whim thing. Why did God allow this thing to happen to me? And like, no, we're we're in war, right? Like when like bad things happen in war. Like we're fighting the forces of Satan. Yeah. We're fighting sin. Like right. It, Bad things are gonna happen, and good things are gonna happen right. too, if we put faith in our commander, God. You yeah. know, yeah, he's the he's the he's the general, he's the the chief, he's you know he's the master, mm-hmm. and you know he's our lord. Sometimes, sometimes, whenever you're in a war, you have to allow something bad to happen to then. Proceed to the next level. I think about the movie 1917, um, World War I. The Germans, and that's a that movie is based off of a true story, which is why I'm saying. But the Germans, they retreated. They they tact tactfully retreated. And so that whenever the people advanced, they the Germans had these had new cannons, new artillery that was be- better than anything that had been in the in the war so far. And so they were treated so that when the British army advanced, they would just ha- they had just had all their artillery there to just, just just rain down on their armies and stuff. You know, they had to give up ground. So that they could play their move, their right. tactic, right? Right. And so sometimes, sometimes you gotta do, you gotta give up some things. Yeah. It's in like order, a, in order to get further. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm a big chess player. I like chess. And it's like, it's like you know, why'd you, why'd you give up your queen there? And then you make your next three moves and you put them in checkmate. That's why I gave up my queen because I knew you were gonna do that. It's like. God knows what they're going to do. He he knows what we're going to do. He's just waiting for them to make their move so then he can make his move. It's, yeah, we don't know the moves. You know, this is the thing. We don't know the moves of Satan. We don't know the moves of God. But God knows the moves of Satan. So when God tells us to do something or God allows something to happen, you know, it, it... it always, it always, you know, everybody in the church, we always say, you know, it's so weird to question God when you know that he knows more than you. And right. not and not just that he knows more than you, he knows everything. Yeah. You know, like, it's, yeah, right. it's, it's just, it's just foolish it is. To, to, to question God, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like, it's, like it's like having a person who literally can see into the future and then they go... This person's gonna do that, so you do this. Or, or not even saying that. They don't even say, they just go, they just see into the future, and then they go, do this. And then you're like, why? Like, yeah. you don't know that they can't yeah. see, like, well, you don't know that they can see the future. We can like, see in the future to an extent, and that's what's in this book. Yes, and we know, God has we, told us. we know that this book says we're winners either either way, right? Whatever whatever happens on, on, on this earth, and if you've accepted Christ, it doesn't matter what you're going through, you're a winner. You're right? You're gonna be a winner. We're gonna be a winner. And knowing you're gonna be a winner, 
should be just good enough. See, God didn't have to help us with trials. God could have just simply said, you know what? Put your faith in me. You know what? <laughs> I'll give you my son. You have to put your faith in him. And then I'm done. You'll just have to suffer through this life until you get here. And God could have said that, but no. With perfect utility. That's one of the things that I like uh, that I like un- understanding is that God could God could have done. God didn't have to like we say God could have done this and then nothing else, but God didn't have to do anything, anything of what He did. Right. He didn't even have to create us in the first place. Right. Like God, like all this sin that God hates in the world. He could have bypassed all of this by just not creating us. Right? He saw in the future, and he saw that we do, and he, but he loved us enough that right. he still decided to create us and go through all of this. Right. He didn't have to do any of right. it. He's doing all of this for us. Right. He's not doing anything for himself. And, and, that's, and that's what I see. Like, he, I mean, I mean, he is doing things like he is, we're going to worship him. And that's, that's going to be for us. him, right? Yeah. He created us to worship him, but but we we simply we simply just don't understand that. We we look at God and we're like, you know what? God is here to do things for me. No, we are here to do things for God. And when and we because He's a great God, He'll do some things for us. Exactly. But that's not that's not the paradigm here. Right. You know. You know the the. The master doesn't serve the servant. Exactly. The servant serves the master. And every now and then, the master gives some gifts, right? Right. right. And our God, our God is great. So it's more than every now and then that yeah. he gives us It's something. every day. But it's still the, it, it's that, the base relationship is still master and servant. Right. You know, we serve God. Yeah. We're also friends. You know, like, I think about, you know, uh, let, let's go back to, to revolutionary America, you know, well, not not colonial America, but like George Washington, he owned slaves, but he was a great owner for them. He didn't treat them like slaves. You know what I mean? He freed them when they, when they they were friends, you know, he gave, he actually gave his slaves plenty of opportunities to actually leave. And they never did because he was such a good person. You know, it was that thing where they were slaves. And so they worked for him, but they were also friends. You know what I mean? And that's this and that should be our same relationship with Jesus Christ. Because, you know, we say servant, but when you look at it in the Bible, servant means slave. Right. And so we should be conducting ourselves as a slave for Christ. The same way that Paul says, you're you're either a slave to sin or you're a slave or you're a slave to Christ. And with Christ there is freedom with with Sin, there's shackles, there's chains, there is uncontrollableness. With Christ, there is control. There is control. There is peace. There is harmony. There is there is all good things through Christ. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and and I look and I look at Job and how he handled his situation with all. Let, let me let let's hear this. All of his children died. All of his animals. All of his all of his servants. His house gone, dead. His, his uh, health. His health. And you know what he did in his, chapter? His, fr- his friends and wife turned on. Him. His, yeah, his his own wife, his own spouse. That that 
told him to curse God. Yeah, curse God. And basically told him to keep his pride. And he said, you speak as a foolish woman. It, and, and, and you know what he did at the end of chapter 1? It says he, he shaved his head bald, he grieved, he was sad. You're allowed to be sad at this situation, but that he praised God. And then, and then it says, he, what, what does it say? He, nor, he didn't charge God foolishly. He did not sin or charge God foolishly. I've said this before, you are a fool to charge God. You are a fool. And then... Going back to what I was saying, where, you know, it's not a sin necessarily, depending on how you question God. You know, you think throughout all that time that Job grieved and, and all that, you think he never asked, why is this happening to me? Right? I, defi I definitely, I am sure Job asked, why right, is this happening to me? But yeah. the fact is, is that he understood. He, yeah. he understood that bad things happen, and God it doesn't stop everything. Right, and so he didn't charge God foolishly. He didn't get mad at God. He didn't. He didn't accuse God no. of anything. He praised God. Yeah, that's it. And the, and that's and that's that's the. And Job is just a just a man. Right, it's just a He's man. Just a man. That's what that's what I really want to get across. Whenever like I'm speaking about all these things, I, I think I've said it once. Every single time, whenever I've been preaching, where I've said, some people, we, like, we should be looking for God. We should be looking to Jesus Christ as our as our uh, goal yeah. all the time. But, you know, some people, who I don't think that this is a valid excuse, but some people will be like, oh, but Jesus Christ was God. He was perfect. We can never be like him. Well, I'm like, okay, then just look at some of the other people of the Bible, because we ain't as good as Job was. Right. I mean... To seriously go through all of that into the Bible says that he never sinned. Yeah, and, and he went through all of that and praise God and never sinned. And I'm sorry, but I don't think anybody in our church can go through anything that Job just went through. Because it, it's not just that he went through all that; it's it all happened at once. You know, maybe some people in our church can go through what Job went through, but it happened across their life not in the span of literal seconds he got all of that news at once like right. that is like that is insane that yeah. he never he he just grieved praised never sinned nor charged god foolishly that is insane right that is insane yeah, and and you know what? The, and I want to be that crazy. I, <laughs> I, do I do too. And you know, you know what it says at the end of Job? It says he he gained more riches. He was already the wealthiest man in the east. Yeah, and after and after he lost everything, he gained more than he had before. Why? Because he, he put his, his faith, faith in God. <laughs> It, it's, I say it, Jesus, but that was Job, so it yeah. would be God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus wasn't there yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, man, that was, this has been such a good episode. You know, we started off kind of tired, but, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm usually always energetic because that's just me in the morning, and just in general. Yeah. We started off kind of s slow, but it's like, I feel like with all of our episodes, God just, he just like, 
as as he's piecing things together through us, you know, giving us the 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 stuff that we need, and he and at the end he seriously like all after all of the episodes nice he ties it up and yeah in a nice bow and and gives it and it's like it's like you know, God is working so much for this podcast for for you know our did lives. You, did you even read how much of your of your commentary did you even read? Honestly, I didn't even have to because I went down the line. I, I was just looking at it. And as you were speaking through some of the things, I'm like, yeah, we're going through this. We're going through this. We're going through this. And I'm like, there's no need for this commentary. I, I mean, it, I guess it was a nice guide, but <laughs> I mean, God really just said, you know what? You can use this commentary and it's what I want, but... I would give you all the words. You don't even need to read that. <laughs> and it's like, it is like, just to see God work, it's just a blessing. But, well, <clears throat> closing thoughts? To close out, um, I don't think I have any closing thoughts. I think that about said it all. You got it. Two. Yeah. My, my closing thought would be. You know, even though you might be going through a storm, even though you might be going through a trial in your life, even though, you know, something terrible is happening to you and you have no answer, the answer is putting your faith in God. And even though it doesn't make sense, even though you don't want to, the answer, that still doesn't change the answer. And, and that God is going to take care of you. And if he doesn't on this earth, if he doesn't, if he doesn't fully heal what has happened if he doesn't fully you know if you don't fully understand what he did you're gonna get healing in heaven right and to put your faith in god like job you know we i feel like a lot on this podcast we've gone back to job so many times but it's because he's such a relatable person because he is just human he is just a man that has put his faith in god just a man. Just, 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 just. And that was... <coughs> I don't remember what... Job... Wasn't it? Job was either the first book of the Bible was the written, yeah. but what time period was it? I don't know. Uh, time but period. it would have been... It would have been very early. early. So, like... He didn't, like, Job probably didn't ha- have, you know, scripture to read, like, even old, like, old, like, you know, old he didn't have, yeah. he didn't have scriptures to read and stuff like that. He just had faith. Right. Like, that's, like, <laughs> and we have all of the Bible with us, you know, like, yeah, man. But, yeah, anything to take from this episode is, you know, putting your faith and trust in God, that he's going to get you through the situation, and that, and that God doesn't, God doesn't cause bad times, but he allows them for his people, you know. That's a good wording, for, for his people. It's not, not just like to happen yeah. to his people, he doesn't allow bad things to happen to his people, he allows bad things for his people to right. work on yourself because I mean you know I've said it before that I don't I truly don't I think the only way that you can truly grow as a Christian is through bad times is through hard times happening so yeah yeah. 
but <clears throat> um, well, um, if you enjoyed this, uh, this episode of the podcast, please share with your friends, family, and coworkers, whoever. Um, if you want, uh, we have the uh, the Godcast community page on Facebook. Right. And hopefully, we can have a little bit more interaction with you know, ask some questions, have some discussions with fellow Christians. Direct yeah. message me. Uh, on Instagram or Messenger um, because we want to do more fan episodes and mm-hmm. we need we need questions to do that and the last one that we did uh, episode I think 13 episode either 12 or 13 was a blessing to do and it was it was honestly one of my favorite podcast episodes that we've done in a like really it. long time because it was like it was like we were answering the questions, but I gained so much through it, too. <clears throat> like, I gained more knowledge, I gained more faith, even though I was answering a question for somebody else. It was this, it was the spirit. It wasn't me. So I was, I was gaining more understanding as well. Yeah. And I, and I think likewise for yourself. For you, James. We, we both, we both gained so much through that, and it's like... You know, I don't think people understand that through this podcast we've learned a lot. Yeah, it's not just like it's not it's not completely us teaching you. I mean, or us teaching the viewers. I mean, it is in a sense, but I mean, we studied for the topics. It's not like we just pick a topic and it's just like you know. Sometimes it's, sometimes we do pick a topic and we just let the spirit flow. But a lot of a lot of the times we research, we go through the Bible, look for scripture, look for things to back up what we're saying, and we the Bible knowledge that you know we we are not as knowledgeable as you know we can be because nobody is. But if we just continue on this path, we're gonna get more knowledgeable, you know, and it's. It's, you know, with the viewers being lower, putting our faith and trust in God, you know, in Jesus, that, you know, even if our viewers are low, we're still gaining things from this. And the people listening to it, to this podcast, I'm sure they're getting stuff through it. I mean, we, we look at, you know, some people, Brother Ricky, um, he listens to the podcast and, you know, one of our faithful viewers, you know, he, he has questions and whatnot, and he's been on our podcast lots um but yeah that's about all we got um i can pray us out yeah all right uh dear heavenly father lord we come to you uh this morning just grateful and thankful for the opportunity to to just gather and, and and worship you lord I just ask that you just continue to bless this ministry, Lord, that you just allow it to, to grow, grow how you want it to, Lord, whether whether it, it, it stay low numbers or, or raise to, to heights that we could, we could not imagine, Lord, I give you the glory, Lord, we give you the glory, Lord, and, and we're just grateful and thankful for this, for this opportunity, Lord, that we have. I just ask that you just continue to keep our hearts and minds open, Lord, to what you have for us, Lord, and, and allow all, all things that we do with the podcast and just our lives, Lord, to, to I just I just ask, Lord, that it, you be you be the center of it, Lord, and we listen to what you want us to, to do and not what we want to do, because, because you've been so good and faithful to us, Lord. And I just ask that as we go out into this lost and dying world, that you just keep us safe until the next appointed time, Lord. And if, if something bad do happen, Lord, that I ask that you just be in the situation, Lord. I just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.